In the previous share, we established the basic mitzvah for a Jew to lend money to another Jew in need of it. In this share, we discuss prioritization. Both prioritization between various would-be borrowers who want to borrow a limited amount of money that one has available to lend, as well as prioritization between one's own need for his money versus the need of a potential borrower of that money. The Gemara Mbav brings the Pasuk in Parashas Mishpatim, that is one of the sources for the mitzvah to lend money. Im kesef talves ami esyani mach. So the Gemara Darshan is from the various words in this Pasuk, from the word ami, my nation, ami v'nachri, ami kodem. A Jew has precedence to a non-Jew. Ani v'asher, ani kodem. The Pasuk says esyani, so we say that if you have to choose between a poor person and a rich person, ani kodem. The poor person has precedence. We mentioned in the previous share, the post can say there is a mitzvah to lend to an usher as well in appropriate circumstances, but since the Pasuk explicitly mentions Ani, and Ani has precedence, Aniecha v'ani ercha, Aniecha kodman, because it says imach with you, if there are Aniecha, your Aniim, Rashi says it means family members, v'ani ercha, Aniim in your city, so Aniecha, your Aniim are imach, they're closer to you, so that has pre- they have precedence. However, if it's a choice between a name of your city and a name of another city, Rashi says, because they're still they're, a name of your city are more imach than a name of another city. So even though are less imach than your relatives, they're still more imach than a name of another city. The Gemara goes on. The Gemara says, Of course a Jew has precedence to a non-Jew. So the Gemara says, the Chiddush is, lo nitzrecha Even if the non-Jew is paying ribis, you're going to make money. And the Israel is gratis, you're not going to make money. Nevertheless, you're to lend, you're supposed to lend to the Israel, not to the non-Jew, and to forego the ribis that he would be paying you. There's a major debate, however, among the Achronim, as to whether this means that you have to give up only a small amount of ribis or even a large amount of ribis. How much ribis, how much potential profit is the Torah asking you to give up? The discussion begins with a tshuva of the Ramah. Ramah was writing about a dispute between the Maram Padua, one of the Gedolei Hadar of his time, who had printed an edition of the Rambam of the Yadachazaka in partnership with an Italian non-Jew named Bragadini. This Bragadini had a bitter business rival, Justiniani, who published a competing edition of the Rambam and sold it to undercut Bragadini drastically in order to injure him financially. He could afford to do that because he had deep pockets, the Ramah says. The Ram Padua stood to lose money from this as well, so he appealed to the Ramah for an injunction. Ramah obviously had no authority over the Italian non-Jews involved, but the, the market for this Rambam, obviously, with Jews, and he wanted an injunction that the Ramah should order the Jews to buy the Marampadawa's Rambam and not the competitor's Rambam. Ramah agreed and granted the injunction on numerous grounds. One of them, our concern here, is HaYisod HaGadol HaShlishi. Ramah had four Yisodas. What concerns us here is the third Yisod. Ramah brings a Midrash, Taras Kanim, Parshas Bahar, the Pasuk says, V'chi simkru mimkar la misecha, o kano miyada misecha. The Midrash Darshans, if a person has a choice, V'chi simkru, when you sell, you should sell to a Jew as opposed to a non-Jew. O kano, when you buy, miyada misecha, you should prefer to buy from a Jew if you have such an option as opposed to a non-Jew. So you see that even an ordinary Jew, 
even if he wouldn't be the God Ladar. If there's a Jew selling Rambams and a non-Jew selling Rambams, you have to buy from the Jew. Kalvachomer in our case. Maybe the Ramah says, maybe you'll tell me that's only when they're selling their wares for the same price, but if the non-Jew, the non-Jewish vendor is cheaper, you can buy from him to save money. Ramah says no, because Aragamara explicitly says that even if the, the non-Jew is paying ribbis and the Jew is not, you have to lend money to the Jew, the Jew has priority. Ramah compares these two dinim of the Midrash and Taras Karnim, who you should buy and sell from and to, and the Gemara of Metziah, who you should lend money to. And the Ramah says, that means that when, just like Aragamara says, that when it comes to lending money, you have to lend money to a Jew, even if that will be more expensive, because you'll forgo the ribbis. So too, when you buy and sell, you have to prefer the Jew, even if that'll be more expensive. So the question is, is the Ramah, to- again, is the Ramah talking about a large, large price differential or a, only a small one? The Chavetz Chaim in Avas Chesed says that Mash Maktas, that the Ramah is talking about only Revach Muat, because he says that the, the, that the Ramah, when he talks, certainly when, when he talks about, when he talks about, uh, when he talks about who to buy, who to buy and sell from, he says, then that is obvious, he says, that that is obvious, he says, that that's only when the price differential is small. So here, too, when it comes to lending and borrowing money, he says, obviously, then it seems Ramah means that that's only if the, if the amount of ribbis that you're foregoing is small, because that's certainly the case when it comes to buying and selling, and the Ramah compares the two, so that would be the din in the case of lending as well. However, the Ramah's tshuva is actually mashma that there was a substantial price difference between the two, Elsewhere in the tshuva, the Ramah refers to the fact that Justiniani was undercutting Bragadini by an entire zahov, and everyone's going to buy from him because there's such a great difference. And I'm going to make this point that it seems that the Ramah actually assumed that the obligation to buy Jewish and to lend Jewish, it, in both cases, even when there is a uh, great difference, Akal Panam Chavetz Chaim understood that the Ramah understood that both, that both these dinim only apply that the, the din to prefer Jews, both in the cases of buying and selling, as well as in the case of lending, is only when there is a small difference. Megillus Esther, in his commentary to the Sefer Mitzvahs, however, from David Vital, he says that the obligation to prefer the Jew bechinam is, when it comes to lending, when it, it's even if the amount of ribbis you're foregoing is a revach gadol. His raya is that when it comes to disposing of an avela, the Pasuk says, You can either give it to a ger, a ger toshev, ger means a ger toshev, or you can sell it to a non-Jew. And the Gemara says, in Sachim and Chulun, the Gemara says that, again, in terms of prioritization, the mitzvah is to give it, to rather give it to the ger toshev for free than sell it to the non-Jew. Because it's a mitzvah to help support the ger toshev, and there's no such mitzvah, no such mitzvah with regard to the non-Jew. So we already know that in general there's a mitzvah, that, that, that when one is a mitzvah and one is not, when there's a mitzvah l'achioso to the Jew and to, uh, to the Gertoshev, even certainly the Jew, and not to the non-Jew, of course you have to prefer the Jew, even if it's more expensive. So, so what's the chiddush of, uh, of our Gemara? What's the chiddush of our Pasuk? Even after the Gemara says the chiddush is that the, that the Jew is bechinam and the non-Jew and the non-Jew is beribbis. We already know that. We, we already know that the, we already know that you have to that you have to prefer the Jew because Zat Matsuvalachioso and 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 Zena and 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 Zen and not is a mitzvah to lend is a mitzvah to lend money in our case to the Jew. And, the, and it, assuming there's no mitzvah to lend money to the non-Jew, then of course then of course you'd have to forfeit money. So the Megillus Esther says that the the Khidush is that even if it's Revach Gadol, 
He says, he says, in the case of Nevela, Tosis explains that the Nevela is not actually worth so much to the, to the Jew who's getting rid of it. So we're not talking about a Rebach Gadol, but the Chedesh of Halva is that even if the amount of ribbis you're foregoing is Rebach Gadol, you still have to forego it. So that's the sheet of Megillus Esther, that you have to forego even a Rebach Gadol in order to lend money to, the, to a Jew. The Sharmishpat disagrees. The Sharmishpat says that, no, it's just like Nevela, that the, that, that the mitzvah to prefer a Jew over a non-Jew, even if it's more expensive, is only if the price difference is small, is minor, then you have to prefer the Jew, just, just as with the case of Nevela. But uh, you don't have to forego a Rebach Gadol, he says. The Iker is, you don't have to forego a Rebach Gadol in order to lend to a Jew. One of his proofs, he says, is from Hashavah Seveda. Hashavah Seveda, the rule is, even, it's a mitzvah to return Aveda, but not if there's going to be cost, certainly not substantial cost. He's not 100% sure if there's a minor cost, but Pashas, even if there's a minor cost, you don't have to do it, he says. The stima saposkim is that is, is that even if there's a minor cost, you don't have to you don't have to return the aveda, or you can bill for the cost, but you don't have to lose money to return aveda. Therefore, he says here certainly if there's a large cost, he says then you would not have to forego a large amount of ribbis like the chavetz chaim. In other words, he, he holds like the chavetz chaim understands the Ramah, not like the megillas esther. He says that you do not have to give up revach gadol in order to lend money to a Jew. What about hashavas aveda? He says, maybe there also, you would have to forego a small amount of money, even though the halacha is you don't have to forego a large amount of money. Maybe you would indeed ha- have to forego a small amount of money. The Pashtus is not, so he, he struggles to explain. He tries to explain why Shavas Veda is different. But I'll call upon him. The Sharmishpat conclusion is, not like Megillus Esther, that you don't have to forego a large amount of money. You're only expected to forego a small amount of money. In the Sefer Aguda, one of the Rishonim, he approaches this, this question of prioritization as well. And he says as follows. He says, that which we say, that you have to prefer the Jew to the non-Jew, that's when it's shnei and b'shave, in terms of the security of the loan. They give you quality mashkonos, quality security. So first of all, it's only if they're both equally secure. If the Jew is, uh, if the Jew is a credit risk and the non-Jew is not, you wouldn't have to lend to the Jew, apparently. Also, he says, this is only where the Jew borrowing the money needs it for his parnasa. He needs it for his livelihood, for his business. And not just uh, to use, to, to lend out, to make profit, he says. He needs it for his parnasa. Because if he just wants to lend out money and make profit from it, you can do that. You can put it in the bank and lend out money as well. So why should I have to give it to him, he says, so he can make money by lending it out. I'll make money by lending it out to the non-Jew. It only makes sense that I have to forego lending it to the non-Jew if his need is greater. Chayecha Kodman, he says. That as long as our needs would be equal, the Torah is not going to tell me I have to lend it to him to lend to the non-Jew and make ribbis. If I can lend it to the non-Jew and make ribbis. So Al-Karchach, we're talking about a case where I just want to make extra profit by lending it to a non-Jew, and he needs it for his parnasa. Moreover, he says, today, call parnasa senuai de halvas kusim. In the medieval period, money lending, banking was one of the main, or the entire parnasa of Jews, as he puts it. Again, chayach because even if he needs it for his parnasa, I need it for my parnasa as well. Everyone uses money for their parnasa. So, again, chayach as long as their needs are equal, my needs come first. The Gemara only says that I have to forego lending it to the non-Jew if it's not my parnasa. But if it is my parnasa, then I have the right to do that, even though it's your parnasa as well. I don't have to give up my parnasa to help you with your parnasa, because chayach However, there's one case that Aguda says where I do have to give up my parnasa in favor of you. If, if the Ani is not just parnasa, the Ani needs bread, he doesn't have any food, he's starving, then I have to forfeit my parnasa and give it to him, even though it's my parnasa. If he needs it, he, doesn't have, he literally doesn't have food to put on the table, then I have to lend him the money. Abbas Chesed explains, a person certainly has to give up his parnasa 
to stop an Ani from dying of hunger. He brings the Pasuk we had about Shemitah. You certainly have to take into account an Ani's need. If he really has exigent needs and he really can't, can't, can't buy food, yes, you have to forfeit your parnasa. he says, to, uh, even to give tzedakah, he says, and, or even to, get, even, even to lend money where Shemitah is going to come and you're going to have to write it off, you have to do it. If the Ani really needs it, certainly it's just a question of lending it to him and giving up some ribbis. That's what you have to do. But according to the Agudah, the rule is clear. We always say, if your need is equal to his need, the only time the Gemara says you give it to him as opposed to lending it to the non-Jew and getting ribbis is where his need is parnasa and your need is not parnasa. But if your needs are both parnasa, then your needs come first, unless the Ani is even more than parnasa, unless the Ani is desperate and needs it to put food on the table. We find a similar point in the Erech Shai. The Erech Shai also argues, based on an earlier portion of the Gemara, the Erech Shai argues that the, the obligation to prefer to prefer the, the Jew to the non-Jew is only it's not part of the Jew's essential parnasa. It's only if it's extra money he has to lend out. He already has money that he makes his parnasa with. This is extra money. Then he has to prefer the Jew and give up the ribbis of the non-Jew. However, he says, if it's k'dechayev, then you're allowed to keep the money k'dechayev and not lend it and not lend it to the Jew and take the ribbis from the non-Jew. That's a limitzchus, he says. People are not meticulous about this. People do save their money to lend to non-Jews with interest and don't fulfill this halacha of giving it to Jews for gmilas hasadim, for free. V'haytaymi, he says, because this is the way we paskin, that the that k'dechayev, there's no obligation to lend it to the Jew if it's k'dechayev. And we shown him say that today, lending money beribis, Tosa says it on that sugya, in the earlier part of the sugya today, everything we do is... Uh, that, that, that today is kol uh, kidei so chayev, so, so this obligation as well, this, so this din does, does not apply, this din to prefer the Jew to the non-Jew does not apply when it's kidei That's why he says the Torah and the Shulchan Aruch leave out this gemara, they leave out the din that you have to prefer Yisrael Bechinam to a Nachri Baribis, because that was only when it was more than kidei Today we treat everything as kidei chayev, and therefore the... therefore the... He, he, he brings there. He brings the Sharmishpat, He's mafakvik about what the Sharmishpat says. He, how do you decide what's muat, what's maruba? He says the ikir is the ikir is his rule. He says that the that the ikir is his distinction. That more than kedechayev you have to do. Less than kedechayev you don't have to do. Again, similar to that guda. He echoes the language of that guda. That in madaver shakul, if your need is equal to his need, then uh, and, and the lover doesn't need it more than you, then shalok kodim. So today, as that guda says, today when it's kedechayev. It, your need is considered equal to his need, his parnasa, your parnasa. So as long as it's a matter of parnasa, he says, you can keep it, and you don't have to lend it to the, to the non-Jew. Ramosha has a tshuva. He makes a similar point. He says, that which the Gemara says, that Nachri Baribis has to give way to Yisrael Bechinam, Ramosha says, Ainzah Gadol. First of all, that doesn't apply to a Sach Gadol. And Ramosha also says, Parnassus ribbis, Mishar Parnassus. What's the difference? You're allowed to keep money to make it. If, if you need capital for your business, certainly you're allowed to keep the capital to, uh, to run your business. And Parnassus ribbis is the same thing. If you're, if you're a banker, if you're a money lender, that's how you make your money. You can keep the money and you don't have to give it to the, to the other person. So if it's a Sach Gadol and or if it's your Parnassus, Ramosh is not entirely clear how these two conditions relate, but he says if it's a Sach Gadol and it's your Parnassus, you can keep it. And Ramosh's conclusion is that the that the obligation to forgo the ribbis and lend to the Jew is besach katan, it's a small amount of money, and the ribbis therefore correspondingly is a small amount of ribbis, and it's not Parnassus Yisrael, 
and it's not a sach gadol, when it's not your parnasa, when it's not a substantial amount, then you have to give it to the Yisrael Bechinam. But if it is your parnasa, it is a large amount, then, as, as we saw in the, in the Arachshai, in the Agudah, and that's, that's really the, the Shemesh, but also agrees when it's a Revach Gadol. So most of the Akronim, most of the Postkim seem to agree that when it's a Sach Gadol and or when it's your Parnasa, you don't, you don't have to give up the, the Ribbis. It's only when it's a Sach Katan and or it's not your Parnasa, then that's where the Gemara, that's where the Torah expects you to, uh, to give it up and to, to give up the Ribbis and lend to the Jubachinam. But again, the basic rule is Chayach Kodman that your parnasa, as the Gudda says, your parnasa, as the Gudda and the Erech Shai say, your parnasa is doesn't have to give way to his parnasa because of the rule of Chayach Kodman.